0: It said three different ways yesterday. So anyway, she's in Tampa. She said no. The uh, federal government broke the rules, broke the law by putting this mask mandate in. So now you can fly on an airplane. Safest place for you to be is on an airplane. Not only is it the safest mode of travel in the history of the country, but also it it, it is the safest place to be in terms of, of exchange of air. The air is overturned every two minutes approximately into the best filters that money can buy, the of filter that they've used on those airplanes. In fact, those filters are so good in those airplanes that uh, we, the American taxpayers, spent billions of dollars to install those in schools as the outbreak happened so that's how good these filters are but don't let the facts get into the minds of a liberal whack job (laughs) wear a mask Uh, you gotta wear a mask well then wear a stinking mask you know if if that's gonna make you happy and make you a delightful, but more if that's gonna make you livable where the rest of us can live around you, then wear a stinking mask. Just qu- quit your pussy foot and whining, man. Quit sucking on your thumb. I see them on TV, man, and they're just I can't believe this, man. My kids, I you're gonna be killing my kids if you take your mask off. No, put a mask on your kid. It's real simple. I'm not gonna be killing your kid. If, if you're concerned and you're worried and you, you know, you're immunocompromised or whatever, then put a mask on your kid or you put a mask on, walk around with all the masks you want to wear. But don't tell somebody else to do that. And then, of course, you had Snarky, uh, Pisaki. <laughs> snarky Saki yesterday. Peter, are you a doctor? I don't think you're a doctor, are you? I'm not a doctor. I do not think you became a doctor, Peter you know i hope somebody i don't find out they're sleeping together because it's really i mean really they got one of those relationships that's a mm, by, back and forth kind of thing just the kind that someday you find out yeah, they had a 20-year affair going on while he was reporting i'm just kidding i'm just kidding he is asking her the questions that need to be asked and uh so he asked why why is it that we can sit in this room without mask on, breathing on each other. And people can't get on an airplane in the same situation. Well, Peter, I'm not a doctor. You, you're not a doctor. I know you're not a doctor, Peter. Okay. Come here and let me slap you. <laughs> so, um, Joe Biden put this into, to effect one of the first things he did when he became president. And they wanted to stick with it forevermore. Which, I've been telling you, the mask is nothing more than a dog collar to make you obey. Heel, boy! Heel! Hey! Heel! That's all the mask was. It was just to get you to do what they tell you to do. And and the only answer that Jen Psycho had yesterday, you want to hear her answer? The CDC needs more time to study the science and the data behind masking and the future of the coronavirus spreading across the country. How much time do you need, Red? What are you talking about? CDC needs more time. They've been studying the effects of masks for decades. Decades. And if you ask any good doctor that will be, you know, tell you the truth, because we have, we've had them on the show, uh, they wear them in operation settings to keep them from spitting into the wound of their patient. That's it. That's why they wear them. But if it makes you feel better, You know, if it makes you feel more comfortable to have it on, there's nobody that's going to tell you not to wear it. There's nobody going to make you take it off. You can wear it if you want to. But you should not impose your morality when it comes to masking on anybody else. Well, but... If you're not wearing yours, you're spreading the COVID germ," said Sonny Hostin last week, or Hostin on, uh, on ABC, and Americans just don't take care of each other, and I don't want to be on an airplane with everybody spreading their COVID breath. Well, first of all, you idiot, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. And second of all, then put a mask on your face, and somebody breathing their COVID breath out there is not going to be a problem for you. Well, but no, they're still putting it in the air. Well, but if you have a mask on, then it can't get into your mouth and nose. Uh-uh, that's not how it works. It works is if you're expelling it. Remember we went through that with with, uh, with Fauci when he went through the hall? No, uh, the, the mask works because it keeps you from spitting on other people, keeps you from exhaling the COVID germs in the air. Well, then the same piece of cloth... If it's keeping it trapped on my face, it's certainly going to keep it off of your face if it's floating in the air. They just, the, these people are just dumb. So over at San Antonio International Airport, Big D just told you that it's down, that you don't have to wear it at the International Airport. Hallelujah. And the same thing with Austin uh, Bergstrom. And, uh, of course, you had United and Delta and Southwest and America, and they all said Amer- immediately, no, you don't have to wear it on our airplanes anymore. And we have the sound this morning of them celebrating. Okay. Um, it was creepy at the White House yesterday. I'm going to take a break first and come back and tell you about this whole thing with the Easter bunny eggs and uh, and, and what happened, because I don't know if you saw the Easter bunny part of this. Where the President of the United States was shuffled off, pushed, waved off from a line of people that he was talking to by a handler in a bunny suit. And if it wasn't so stupid, it would be funny. But it is that stupid that the United States of America has a commander-in-chief that is so numb nuts in the brain that he has to have a handler in a bunny suit. And folks, I encourage you, we'll get into this in a minute, but I encourage you to Google the video if you haven't seen it and take a look at it, especially the up close, the close-up of his face. When When the bunny appears and is taking him off message, the look in his eyes was surprise, shock, fear, like he was afraid of the bunny. And which happens to people with dementia, they 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 put in a situation like that. Man, it's like what's whoa 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 what's that? What what are you? You know, kind of thing, and almost childlike. And he looked at it and w- it was like, oh my god. He had this look of fear in his face. And then he continued to try to speak, and the bunny started frantically waving her arms. And I know it's a her because we know who it is. I found out. I called some friends yesterday. Found out who it was. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about the creepiness that was the easter egg roll at the biden white house and more and you can jump in here as well are you elated are you happy are you sad are you frustrated Two one zero five. Wow, Chris says, gee, thanks." He just got back from a long airplane ride. It would have been nice if they would have done this a couple days ago, right, Chris? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. All I can say is about time. And uh, let's, uh, folks let's let's make a deal that we're never going to do that again. Ever, ever, ever will we do that again. We will never lock America down, and we will never mask America up again. Let's make that deal with each other. Back in a minute. ...by Biontech and Pfizer. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected.
1: A federal judge in Florida appointed by former President Donald Trump struck down the travel mask mandate, claiming it exceeds the CDC's statutory authority.
0: Thank God for President Trump, and thank God for that, that he appointed judges that rule by the law and not by politics. Thank God because the left is appointing judges like the newest Supreme Court member who will rule by politics and not by the Constitution of the United States. And so here we sit today, no more masks on airplanes, on transportation, or at the airports. That includes San Antonio International. Uh, That includes uh, uh, Bergstrom. And so good, good, good. You can go to the airport now and not have to wear a stupid piece of of, uh, filthy cloth or paper on your face. You can go back to living your life, you know? That's just a beautiful thing and and to the left again, not, you know uh, no liberals are listening. I like I think I got one or two because I had uh, one was trying to beat me up on email yesterday, which was funny, but um, I, you know if you're a liberal and you're listening and, and you're all your panties are in a wad, and you're upset about this. just <laughs> wear a mask then you know If it makes you feel better, wear a mask and be proud of your president. I want to describe what happened yesterday at the uh, at the White House. They have the annual Easter egg hunt going on. And Joe and the First Lady sat together for a book reading. Joe said, quote, they're not going to... Oh, okay, go ahead. Play it. Now, what, what uh, you just heard there was there's a line of people behind a rope, and Joe's over there talking to the people. They're bystanders and whatever. And he starts talking about Afghanistan. And out of the clear blue comes this human dressed as a bunny and comes running over and pulls him, grabs the president. He's the president of the United States. I, I, just imagine them doing that to Donald Trump or to Ronald Reagan. Some stupid staffer in a bunny costume runs up and grabs ronald reagan or or donald trump and and he continues to he's got this look of fear in his face like oh what are you you know who are you and then the bunny starts to wave her hands in front of his face so that he has to shut up because he kept talking he was shut up by a bunny (laughs) the president of the united states was shut up by a bunny (laughs) Now I did some checking around because everybody want to know who the bunny was. was. That Jen Psaki in there? Who was that? Who, who who's the bunny? Uh, we, we want to know. Megan Hayes. Don't know if you know the name Megan Hayes, but you've probably heard the voice of Megan Hayes. She's the one that's always off to the side, and when you hear that's a, that's a, everybody out, everybody out, everybody out, move move move, get out get out get out, everybody out. When they yeah when they got to shut up Joe and they got yeah and they toss everybody out of a room. That's Megan Hayes. So she put on a a bunny costume yesterday so she could be the handler of the President of the United States. And we trust this guy to negotiate with Vladimir Putin? We trust this guy to have enough up here to negotiate with the Iranians on nukes? We trust this guy has enough going on in his brain to negotiate things on our own economy and the border? Is anybody being fooled by this? Anybody? Anybody being fooled by this? That it takes a a staffer in a bunny rabbit suit to shut up the president... And yet we say, well, he's negotiating with the Taliban. He's negotiating with Iran on nuclear deals. He's negotiating with Vladimir Putin on a war in Ukraine. When he says they will not let me go to Ukraine like he said yesterday, or he said this yesterday too they will not let me read at all. End quote. Now, every year, presidents do when they have this, every year the president reads a book to the kids. You know, Obama did it, and Trump did it, and Bush did it. You know, they sit down and go, come on, kids, let's have book time. Hey, here's Hoppity Hop, the little bunny rabbit, coming down the trail. See him? You know, that kind of thing. Well, yesterday, get this. This is, this is, this is the guy who's president. 81 million people voted for this guy. Did you? This is what happened. They're not going to let me read it all, he said, after his wife introduced the book called Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See? The First Lady responded by allowing the President to read the first page. Let me read that to you again. The First Lady responded by allowing the President to read the first page. So you have Jill Biden allowing him to read one page of a book. You have a bunny over here who's keeping him from talking to people. Then he said, can I read backwards? And he turned the book so that Jill Biden could see it, his wife. He read the first page, and then he held it up so that Jill Biden could see it. And when the book repeatedly asked animals what they saw, Biden replied, I see Joe looking at me. And when the first lady read how the animals in the story saw children, Biden replied, whoa, yay, children. The first lady read how the animals in the story saw children, And the president replied, whoa, yay, children. After the story, Biden moved to stand up, but Jill Biden grabbed his arm and made him sit back down. And she said, just stay. So you've got a handler in a bunny suit pushing him around, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk, shit, 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 shit. you have him saying, they're not going to let me read at all. You have the first lady say, I'll allow you to read a page. At what point he says, whoa, yay, children. He stands up and she grabs his arm and says, stay. Then he says, she told me to just sit and not move. So, oh, well, she said ha 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 i'm the teacher you know and then biden was repeatedly directed by staff members during the event at one point the easter bunny came back and redirected him again from a group of children that he was over there talking with the children and here came the easter bunny again and said joe hey mr president come on this way get away from the children because he was like whoa yay children do you vote for him? And then after the speech, Joe Biden was reminded again by his wife to wave at the crowds. Joe, 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 wave, wave over here, Joe. That's a minute-by-minute account of how it went at the White House yesterday. We're going to take a break for the news. I'm curious. Your thoughts. At 210-599-5555. 210 599 55, 55, of course it's a big deal. We're talking about the President of the United States is so cognitively out of it, so cognitively unaware of his surroundings, that second by second, either a handler in a bunny suit or his wife have to tell him what to do and what to say second by second, folks. Folks. 210-599-5555, back A-R-E, all in cap. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Who
1: knows who's under here? No more bunny business. That's the line we worked on. Do you guys like it? (laughs) Thank you for joining us, Easter Bunny.
0: We know who's under there. As Megan Hayes, who is a handler of his, when you hear him in a room, in a setting, and there's an off, you know, disembodied voice off camera going, Everybody out! Everybody get out of here! That's, that's who that is, and they put her in a bunny suit yesterday. So I'll talk a, a little bit more about that like we did in the last half hour. I, I, you know, if, if I would have voted for this cat and this is going on, I'd be ashamed. And, and that's probably why we don't hear too much from people who actually say that they voted for him. They're just ashamed of casting a vote For somebody who is this cognitively gone in the head that he's has to be led around by his wife, by a bunny, by a bunny, and by his wife at a White House event yesterday. And yet we think, they like to think on MSNBC, that he's negotiating with terrorists and he's negotiating with Iran and he's running this war. What did Jake Sullivan say over the weekend? He's in the Situation Room all day, every day, coordinating the world. The man can't even coordinate his own bedtime. He's got people to do that for him because he doesn't know where he is. Which means other people are running this country, and you don't know who they are. And they have your children's lives in their hands. Anyway, good morning. 538, Trey Ware, KTSA. Phones are always open. 210-599-5555. Before I get back into my stack of news, I wanted to mention something. A project that uh, I'm putting together right now with Elaine and with Chris that is about the history of KTSA uh ktsa is 100 years old um this station and i i, and I say this and people think i'm kidding but it, it is the truth <laughs> i was actually born on a thursday morning at eleven fifty nine, and i was at the radio station that very Saturday, two days later, my dad brought me in, and he has pictures of it, or I have the pictures that he took, and from the littlest time I, I grew up, I remember crawling all over, they had a the, the old studio back in those days, this was, of course, the 50s and 60s, back in those days, they had a big studio that the guys broadcast in instead of a little booth, and uh, where the guy sat, he had all the controls, and he had turntables and tape machines and all that, so my dad would sit there, and on the other side was a table with a microphone on that table because they had big stars elvis presley and guys like that you know and so he would bring me in and my brother too and we would climb all over that table while he was doing his show my dad's attitude always was anywhere my children are not welcome i'm not welcome either so I grew up at his at his feet in this business. I literally spent every waking day that I could for two reasons. Number one, I wanted to be with him. He was my hero, still is. And number two, I wanted to be around this business. And so I literally was at this station so much and knew all of the great voices as we were growing up. So... Um, I'm working on a project right now, again with Elena and with, uh, with Chris. And we did our first recordings yesterday. And I thought, guys, I thought they went really, really well. Um, it's basically a podcast type deal. It's going to be, be available on KTSA.com soon. It's not yet, but it will be soon. And it'll be linked to the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. But yesterday I talked to Blaquinta Cullum. BQ is what we call her. Blanquita, of course, started out at K-Buck with my dad, and he encouraged her to get on the air. And uh, she did at, here at KTSA. She was also on television at Ken's. But she got on the air here at KTSA and did the morning show with the legendary Bruce Hathaway. And that was about the time that I was getting my career started at KTSA as well. So it was great to work with those guys uh, back then. And we shared some stories. BQ and I shared some stories yesterday. She's a big wheel in, in politics in, in D.C. now and has media politics in, in D.C. and has been for a long time. So you'll hear from her. Uh, I talked to Augie Myers yesterday. Again, that's a relationship that goes back to I can't even remember when I first started to have a conscious thought about you know Augie Myers because he's just a, He's one of those guys that's always been there, right? And uh, getting his career started in the 1950s. He and I talked yesterday about how consequential KTSA was to the artists because without KTSA and without the disc jockeys like my father and Bruce Hathaway and other names that you'll hear, those artists they wouldn't have made it. They wouldn't have existed. And Augie says that uh Elvis Presley. You know, he used to say the same thing without without the radio guys, without Ricky Ware and the radio guys. Billy Gibbons. You know, over at ZZ Top, same thing. Uh, th- those guys were mainstays on our station and in our station. You never knew, when you walk down the hallway of KTSA, that old building that now doesn't exist, who you're going to bump into. Uh, I was walking down the hallway one day many, many years ago. This would have been late 70s, early 80s. And there's a guy in blue jeans, denim, white hair. <laughs> he was much younger, but he still had white hair, pack of Marlboro Reds in a denim shirt, Jay Leno. And he just stuck his hand out and he said, my name's Jay Leno. And I said, who are you? Nobody ever heard of him. You know, it was before he was anything. He was on the comedy tour circuit, but he's at stationed. station. And so, Kenny Rogers, you know, those guys, they all knew what the disc jockeys and what the radio stations meant. So we're sharing our stories. Talked to another guy yesterday who, when I was a disc jockey here in the early 80s, he was also a disc jockey. I did 6 to 10 p.m. He did 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And then he went on to program Kono, and he made it into the powerhouse oldie station nationally, the number one oldie station in America. His name's Roger Allen. And uh, Roger and I have known each other since high school and our Birthdays are like a few days apart. We're just, we have a great relationship uh, to this very day. And Roger and I talked about KTSA. And he has more uh, memories and knowledge of KTSA than anybody, including myself, because my memory fades a little bit on some of this stuff. But he actually worked on a master's thesis over at UIW and has a book going uh, that he thoroughly researched and spent hours and hours and hours with my second dad, Bruce Hathaway. And uh, so Roger and I uh, shared some stories uh, about that uh, yesterday. It was really uh, tremendous, a lot of fun so we're going to be talking to these guys. we've got more. We've got Sonny Melendras and Liz of course can't talk about KTSA without talking to and about Elizabeth Ruiz and some of the other great names and, and and also what it meant to be a listener of KTSA, not just working inside the building but what it meant to be a listener and what it still means to be a listener of KTSA. so it's hundred years old, and that's going to be available online very soon. I'm going to let you know when that's coming up. It's Great project! I'm, I'm super excited about. It. I can't wait till the finished product product, uh, product is there and ready to roll. We're just doing this as kind of like a podcast. It's going to be raw. You know, it's not going to be all fancified and everything. Just kind of a raw discussion about those days. i got Sonny Rio coming up. As I said, Sonny Melendrez uh, is scheduled to uh, to join me. Uh, Mark Carrillo. Uh, names of guys that were on KTSA. Dave Rios. Uh, guys like that that have been around for a long time in San Antonio media. And we'll be visiting with them. And of course the current voices that you hear on KTSA. Like Don Morgan who is a radiophile freak himself. A guy who loves radio and has always loved radio and has loved music and the melding up radio and music, and uh, and of course Elaine, and she's been here forever as my right-hand person, and uh, she left for a little while and went to Ken's, and uh, I just I, I couldn't stand not having her around. I mean, it was one of those deals that I just had to have her. And called her up one day and said, come back to Bill Miller's and let's talk. <laughs> we did. And here she is. So, and of course, there's Chris and there's Don Cooper and there's, and there's Jack and, and Sean and everybody. So uh, more of that cut up as soon as it's available. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, I want to tell you about uh, the latest on the gas prices, a little bit of movement on that and what Jen Psaki actually said yesterday about gas prices, which, by the way, is supposed to be the unsaid stuff. She said the unsaid yesterday, and I'll explain uh, when we come back. And the mask mandates are no mosh. So when you go to the airport today or you get on an airplane, you don't have to wear a mask. Hallelujah. More on that. Border Patrol officers, the president accused of
2: whipping migrants, have been notified they will not face criminal charges. So when is the president going to apologize to them?
1: There is a process and an investigation that's gone to the Department of Homeland Security. I don't have any update on that. Correct
0: and mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, saw that live... And basically, she refuses to apologize. And Peter Ducey asked, "Is the president going to apologize?" Because the president said that those Border Patrol agents on those horses were whipping those men. Remember, Al Sharpton came down. You know, whip it. I did remind me of old slavery, man. It's slavery, Mr. Just slavery. You slavery. Remember all that? And Biden jumped on that train. And Biden was like, "Yeah, that reminds me of slavery. I was there. Me and corn pop. We were hanging, and we were uh, yeah." And so Peter Ducey just asked the question. The story that I had brought up last week, that the guys were exonerated, that they did not whip anybody on horseback down at the... It's absolutely... It was a damn lie, and it was a lie then. It's a lie now, and the uh, Department of Homeland Security came out finally last week and said that it was a lie. They didn't whip anybody at all. But see, the media didn't pick it up. The media didn't talk about it. And I told you then that the media was not going to talk about it. They were not going to say that they got it wrong. They refuse to do that. The media refuses. They're carrying the water for the lunatic left in America, and so they they didn't bring it up. But I did. I brought it up. I even told Sean about it. And uh, then then uh, Peter Ducey brought it up yesterday and said, "Are you going to apologize?" And Jen Psaki said, well, "We're going to just see where it goes. Is the president going to apologize? Well, we'll just see where it goes. No, they're not going to apologize because they're they're little people. Little people don't apologize." Little frail people don't apologize. Enrique just sent me an email, Trey at KTSA. Hello, Mr. Ware. Via says they're still going to enforce the mask. Can you find out when and why? All right, Enrique, I'll have an Oliver Lane call uh, via. And see what kind of dance, tap dance, toe game that uh, we get out of them. But yeah, we'll check into it. So gas prices expected to go back up now. A U.S. hit an average of 4.30, uh, 4.32, two dollar seventy more than the average a year ago under former President Donald Trump. Andy Lipow, president of Lipow Oil, says it's bad news for the consumer because now it's going to go up even more. Prices could rise high of an average of $4.20 a gallon. According to AAA, the national gas price average stood at $4.87 on uh, Monday, April 18th. However, the average price is still over $5 in Nevada and California, and in one county in California, $7.00. President Biden has refused to take responsibility for his bad policies. They say this. Here's Biden. Transforming our economy to run on electric vehicles, powered by clean energy with tax credits to help American families winterize their homes. That's what we're headed toward. He's doubling down on our commitment to green energy, he said. couple of notes about this. Jen Psaki said yesterday that this uh, drilling that they're talking about doing on these new leases opening federal lands i told you about that yesterday she said that is in direct opposition to the administration's stated goals the president's stated goals of necessarily having high energy prices she was asked by reporters yesterday she said it's not in line with the president's policy of high gas prices we need to move towards a more clean energy economy and this is how they're getting us there breaking the backs of the american people by charging by making sure that we're paying high prices so folks what this does is saying to you the whole putin thing is a lie they've been lying to the world about putin causing the high gas prices because she admitted yesterday they are causing the high gas prices to force people to go into this green bullcrap. That's what she said. She admitted it. The reason that you have high gas prices, they caused them so that it would hurt so bad so we would be forced into a green economy. So when you hear them say it's Putin's high gas prices, that's a lie. It's not true she admitted yesterday they caused it the president caused it and I'll tell you something else about the high gas prices, the longer it goes on the more people are going to be more accommodating to high gas prices, they're going to find a way to be accommodating to it now, eventually people are going to go bankrupt, eventually people, families and businesses will go bankrupt due to the high gas prices but Joe Biden and the Greenies, they don't care if you go bankrupt or your business goes bankrupt, whatever, they, that doesn't matter to them. What matters to them is the fossil fuel industry must die. He said that during the campaign, and on day one with this administration, that's exactly what they did. But, Trey, he said over the weekend, we're going to do more drilling on federal land. No, they're not. Once again, folk, you've got to remember, they lie. But I will say this about that statement. When he said last week, I'm doing everything I can to ease gas prices, that was a lie, right? Because then he announced over the weekend, oh, what we're going to do now is we're going to open up more drilling on federal land. Well, here's what they're doing on federal land. They're not opening up more drilling on federal land. What they have done is they have decreased the number of leases by 80%, and they've doubled the fees and increased the regulations. So these oil companies now, and that means you and me, (laughs) because we're paying for oil, whether you have an electric vehicle or not. Oil is tied to every single thing. When you put food in your belly, that food got to the grocery store and to your house through oil. So we're opening up more federal lands. However, 80% less, and they're charging higher fees, and they put more regulation on there. In a guarantee that the oil companies are not going to pursue that, and then they can blame the oil companies. Then they can say, well, the oil company we open up more, and the oil companies aren't pursuing it. Well, they can't because they can't afford to, because they've doubled the fees, they're charging more more fees for regulations, and they've cut the number of leases that are available. Yes, they are lying B-words. That's exactly what they are. And so you can't believe a thing that they're saying. I mean, come on, folks. He's led around by a rabbit. <laughs> the man, the number one image in America. I want you to think about this for a second because I'm going to talk about it in the next hour. We're going to get into this in the next hour, and the phones will be open at 210-599-5555. I want you to think about this. In just the last few days, we have seen the president of the United States shake hands with thin air. Nobody there. He's shaking hands with air. And then we saw him let around <coughs> by a rabbit. <laughs> Back in a minute. There's been mask studies for decades. And by the way, one that came out during the pandemic that said they don't work which was, if you remember, the initial position of Anthony Fauci and those until they found out, hey, we can control people by putting a diaper on their face, which became nothing more than a shock collar like a dog would wear. And that's what they they intended for it to be here forever. They didn't want it to go away. In fact, Snarky Socky got all snarky yesterday when Peter Ducey just merely asked her, how come we can sit here in this room breathing on each other? And uh people on an airplane, where it's very healthy on an airplane, they still have to mask up. Well, Peter, I'm not a doctor, and I don't think you are either. Did you get your doctorate degree, huh? I, did, did you become a doctor in the last few minutes, huh, Peter? What a B word, man. Total B word. So they had to be forced by a Trump judge. If you want to drop her a note of thanks, she's in Florida, <laughs> of course. All good things coming from Florida right now. U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell. I heard Mizzell, too. I heard Mizell. I've heard it said several different ways. M-I-Z-E-L-L-E in Tampa. She's a Trump-appointed judge. And the left hates her guts right now because the little whiny little babies are like oh i'm gonna die you're gonna give me covid like sonny Hostin said last week on abc's the view i don't want your covid breath all over me well then you know sonny if you're worried about that stay home if you're worried about that just stay home and if you have to go out sonny put a mask on well, well no but that doesn't prevent your covid breath from going in the air. first of all you're ignorant because that's not how it works, but second of all, then put a mask on yourself. See the deal about this? Liberals. Please, one sec. Liberals. The deal about this, this doesn't say you have to take yours off. Okay? I that's what I saw on the television all night last night. Oh my god no i can't wear a mask what are you that stupid are you that stupid no i can't wear a mask no, They they banned the mask they didn't ban any such thing you can wear red or purple or black or green i don't care what color you wear and you can wear a mask you can wear a dress you can wear a shirt you can wear cowboy boots or tennis shoes you can wear a hat or you can cut all your hair off i don't really care And as far as this is concerned, you can wear a mask or not. Nobody banned masks. Masks are not banned anywhere. Hey, I wish they were. There's a little totalitarian wear for you. (laughs) Ban them. But anyway, uh, good. So you can go to the airport today. You get on airplane today, and you don't have to wear a mask. Now, via, apparently, I got an email... Says V is going to continue to, uh, to enforce it. Well, we'll see how that goes. Six buses carrying asylum seeking immigrants from Texas have arrived in Washington, D.C. Now we're up to numeral states. That's great. Keep it going, baby. Keep those big wheels rolling. Being dropped off within sight of the U.S. Capitol over and over again. You've heard Don Morgan in his newscast this morning talking about uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke trying to stake out his position on title 42 listen when you have a politician who is trying to stake out their (laughs) position their position it means they don't have one right That means he doesn't have a position, he's playing politics, and he has no principles. Robert Francis O'Rourke is an unprincipled, undisciplined human being. The last thing we need in a leadership position in Austin, Texas, is an undisciplined, unprincipled human being, and that's Robert Francis O'Rourke. He's a furry. He wears a tail and plays in a band. He's a very undisciplined person. He has no principles. He will blow with the wind, and he's doing it. I can run you through this whole thing. I can talk about the dates. I've got the dates where he's gone back and forth on Title 42. Title 42 needs to stay. Two days later, Title 42 needs to go. One day later, we need to keep Title 42. Three days later, Title 42 needs to go. He's going back and forth. You talk about flip-flop. Flip-flop Francis. That's what we're going to call him. Flip-flop Francis. By the way, he's so undisciplined and unprincipled. This is the guy who's a fake Mexican. He's no more Mexican than I am. We're both Irish. We're both Irish boys. And he's not proud, I guess, of his Irish heritage. He doesn't have any Mexican in him. (laughs) He's got no Mexican in him. But he likes to make people think he's got Mexican in him, so he's, uh, you know, faking it. And usually for the left, if you fake it, like you wear blackface or something, the left is the first one to jump on you. But when it's somebody that they like that they think can win the governorship or whatever, then they're they're fine with it. That's the hypocrisy. Massive increase in black Americans murdered was the result of defund fund police movement. According to experts now, black Americans were disproportionately affected by the skyrocketing murders of 2020 support of black lives matter and calls to defund the police reverberated across america in 2020 following the death of george floyd and what was left in that wake was massive increase in numbers of murders dealing a disproportionate blow to black americans black americans suffered the most from the defund the police movement more black people have been killed as a result of defund the police than any other segment of our society told you that was going to happen and it did play out that way I said it that that's exactly what was going to go on and it did play out that way you defund the police you take them out of those communities and the next thing you know you got black on black crime which they will not talk about on the media they'll exploit it they'll say we need to take Joe in San Antonio we need to take his guns away because you got black guys in Chicago shooting each other which makes no sense to the average American But that's what they'll tell you. Speaking of, i got a question for Colin Kaepernick. He's back in the news today. He's now begging. He's now begging the NFL and NFL teams to give him an opportunity. Saying on TMZ, I'm willing to play backup quarterback. I just need an opportunity, says Colin. Give me an opportunity. Well, here's my question for Colin Kaepernick. Colin, why do you want to be a slave? Why are you begging to become a slave, Colin? Because you're the one, not me, you're the one who said the NFL is modern-day slave trade. You're the one who said that. And you're the one who said that the owners of modern-day NFL are slave traders and slave owners. You're the one who said it, not me. I didn't say that. You said it, Colin. Your very words. And that players in the NFL are modern-day slaves being whipped by modern-day slave owners. So, Colin, why are you begging to get back into slavery? Why are you trying to get back on the plantation, as you called it? Why? If it's modern-day slavery and the NFL owners are slave owners, I don't know of anybody at the end of the Civil War that begged to get back into the oppression of slavery. So why are you trying to do it now, Colin? Little broke people not paying attention to you anymore (laughs) your name not coming up as often as you like (laughs) yes you're an attention fame hog and america has given you enough of that and enough of our time you suck okay let's just call it as it is you suck as a quarterback and you suck as a as a person too and what you what you said about america the the land that i love Uh, let's go to line one and daniel you're on ktsa go ahead daniel
1: Good morning, Trey. What a great day to celebrate the end of this um, mask nonsense. However, we have to be vigilant because, I mean, midterms are coming. And what if there is a spike in cases? This is not about the severity of the cases. This is not about any new virus. This is about never happening again. I hear a lot of people saying things like, well, the virus wasn't that severe, so we should not have the mask. But what if it really becomes severe? What if they create a new virus that's like ultra severe? Will you surrender your freedoms? I'll say no. I'm currently in Florida, uh, in Orlando, and it's interesting to see that I see more people wearing masks here than I see in Texas. And I think it has to do with the fact that there's a a lot of international visitors. Uh, A lot of countries are still masking. Latin America is still still masking. But I just want to celebrate the beauty of the checks and balances of our country. I'm reading Dinesh D'Souza's uh, The United States of Socialism, and he outlines the eight different yep. layers of checks and balances that we have. And, brother, I just want to say this is the greatest country on earth. Screw the mask.
0: Mm-hmm. It's over. Yep, you got that right, and never again, never again. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate your call. Quick break, 210-599-5555. You want to jump in here and be a part of this, you can as well. Our friends over at Quarter Moon, Quarter Moon Plumbing Heat and AC, going to keep you nice and cool. we got these humid and warm days that are around here now, and it's not going to change. This is the way it's going to be. And as it gets more humid and as it gets hotter, then you want to make sure you've got a nice, cool AC system inside. And uh, so they'll do a, a thorough inspection of, for a minimal price. They come out to a thorough inspection of your AC system from top to bottom. They check every last bit of it, which means they start outside, you know, and you got the coils and the compressor and everything, and they clean all that out—grass clippings and probably some leaves from all, maybe even some of that oak pollen, those catkins things, you know, probably down in there too. And they get sprayed out. All that gets cleaned up so it operates efficiently, so it can suck some air. And then inside, they look at all the wiring and the ductwork and everything to make sure you're good and that you're going to be uh, in a cool environment, and uh, and that you're not going to have various rooms, one that's real hot and one that's real cold and all that. Quarter Moon will stay on top of that for you. And if you ever have a problem with your A.C. or a problem with your plumbing, they send out qualified, certified folks to take care of it for you, great plumbers and master plumbers to, with tr- trucks that are fully stocked so they can get the job done and get out of your way. That's what quarter moon does every day. Quarter moon, plumbing, heat, and A.C. at 210-651-5899. And the AccuWeather forecast, well, today some sun followed by increasing cloudiness and a high about 76 or so. And then tomorrow, we're looking for some sun in the afternoon, breezy, warmer, and more humid with a high about 87. And Thursday, some afternoon sun becoming windy, very warm and humid. Staples, the working and learning store. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Man, I was watching that video last night. That's so smooth. Mmm. Smooth criminal, what it is, for sure. All right, so it's a 624 Traywear, KTSA. Just a couple of things from the culture. And yes, I'm going to talk bunny rabbit. I'm going to do that at the bottom of the hour. It's really kind of funny, right? But it's also sad because the President of the United States is so numb nuts in the brain, is so checked out cognitively that uh, they have to have a bunny rabbit lead him around. So I want you to think about that now. In the past few days, we saw him shake hands with air, and we saw him yesterday led around by a bunny rabbit and his wife, by the way, who wouldn't even let him stand up. She grabs his arm and makes him sit back down. Joe, sit down. Joe, sit down. And he makes a comment about children. That's really creepy. The dude's creepy when it comes to that. Ooh, yay, children. That was him. So we're going to talk about that after the bottom of the hour news. Just a couple of cultural things. As we fight the, t- the river of bullcrap when it comes to the culture, up <coughs> up in Oklahoma, you got some middle schoolers up there that uh, are, have been forced to accept, uh, middle school girls, have been forced to accept guys in their showers in Oklahoma. Stillwater Area Public Schools. Now, remember I had a story yesterday about the drag queens from OSU, Oklahoma State University, the cowboys of all things, man. Stillwater? Yeah, Stillwater. And they, they had a drag queen show for kiddos ages 2 through 8. 2 through 8. I'm not talking about a college I'm not talking about drag queens getting together at a college thing. I'm talking about going to kids two through eight, putting on a show, and they played condom bingo with children two through eight. This is that old thing that we talk about, the sexualization of our children. Well, in Oklahoma now, at the area of public schools up there, you've got transgender students now being allowed into the bathroom and into the showers with the girls. And guess what? They didn't tell the parents. Nobody told the parents. If you're in the school and you're sexualizing our young children like this, you're a perv and a pedo is what you are. I think, in my estimation, you're contributing to pedophilia. You're a perv and a pedo. That's what I think. And, of course, the school's response is, school's response is, well, the the children can choose to be whatever gender they want to be. So they don't have to tell the parents. So you send Susie out the door, Susie goes to school, and the next thing you know, Johnny's in the shower with Susie. How you feel about that, Dad? Wanna whoop a man's ass sometime? Pretty much. But you know, the real lunacy of this whole kids can pick their gender when they're two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old. You know, kids can pick their gender. We expect them to pick their gender. They're having this stuff stuffed into their heads while they're at school, and the people who are doing it know it's wrong. That's why they're telling them don't tell the kids. That's why they're, or the parents. That's why they're keeping it from the parents. They know it's wrong. They know they're groomers. Otherwise, They'd call the parents in and say, "Hey, Johnny is Susie, and we're gonna start calling Johnny Susie, and 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 you know we're gonna start talking about cha- transitioning." No, they know it's wrong. That's why they say, "Don't tell mom and dad." But what's so ludicrous about this? People can't even point out the the very simple fact: Why don't we let them buy booze? Why don't we let them buy cigarettes? Hey, lefties, why don't we let them buy booze and cigarettes? Why don't we let them drive? Why don't we let them vote? Why don't we let them fly airplanes? Why don't we let them go to war? Why don't we let them run for president? Why do we have age limits on anything then? Because if you're allowing them to choose their gender, and if you're taking them and having body parts removed and puberty blockers put into their bodies, which these schools are doing, by the way, if you're doing that, what you're saying is they're smart enough to do that, but they're not smart enough to fly an airplane? run for president, smoke a cigarette. It's absolute lunacy. And the people who are doing this are lunatics. They are 100% lunatics for doing this to our children. In Wisconsin, you got a teacher who performed for students in drag. What the hell is your problem? Why, Why are you so focused? You drag queens and you trannies. Why are you so focused on kids in schools why Why is that your thing right now? Why are you driven to get into the schools? Why are you determined to sexualize our children? You know if you're gonna have a drag queen thing and you do it, it consenting adults in the living room, then you know, I'm not gonna say anything about that. That's free country. You want to have a drag queen thing in your living room okay. But when you take it out of the living room and you take it over to or some club where it's only adults and consenting adults go to that club, okay. But if you're going to take it over to the schools, and why are you invading the schools the way you are? Why are you trying to get your hands on our children? This just happened in Wisconsin, and this drag queen says, uh, I'm getting great support. I'm hearing from so many people who thought it was such a great idea for me to have a drag queen show in an elementary school elementary school does anybody stop to ask the question why these people are doing this why this is their drive why this is their big deal now why this is so important to them why they have to get uh, to our children why they have to have the tranny thing with our kids and why they have to have the drag queen thing with our kids why do they have to sit down and talk with our kids about perverse sexual orientations why how come why is it so important to them it's a real question i've never seen anybody sit down with them face to face and say if you're going to go down to a club that's 21 and over club somebody's going to pay an admission fee it's going to be a bunch of adults in there so what but you're going to the schools that the schools have a target on their back from these people right now well i know why it is it's total grooming It's all, you know, we we need more. We can't create anymore. We can't have sex together and create anymore, so we're going to groom them. We're going to groom a future generation. That's all this is. I know the answer. But I'd like to see somebody in the media ask them that question. All right, back in a minute, 210-599-55. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Happy, happy Easter. (laughs) <laughs> all right Wait. Wait. <laughs> happy happy Easter what a sw- weird day at Dwight house yesterday uh, I know you was working so you didn't get a chance to see all this this nuttiness that was going on. Trey Ware, KTSA. There's Big D, Don Morgan. Right over there's Chris, and that's Elaine, and you're on the phone at 210-599-5555. And West Bunch from Bridgehead IT is coming up in a few minutes with uh, some thoughts on IT stuff for you, but I, I, I got to share this thing yesterday. Um, let me start with the bunny, because that's the, you know, 5,000-pound bunny in the room. <laughs> that's the one everybody uh, wanted to know about. So, let me, let me. You're just going to hear sound, right? Let me describe what's going on with the bunny. So, the lawn, the kids are there. <laughs> By the way, the kids line up to 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 chase the Easter eggs, right? To do the Easter egg hunt. Joe's standing there, kind of slobbering on himself, and uh, he's got the whistle to blow the whistle, so the kids will take off to do the Easter egg hunt. And he looks over and he goes, "I guess I'm supposed to blow in this thing, or what?" <laughs> And then he blows it, and the kids do the thing, right? So he goes over, and there's there's a a rope, and, and there's bystanders behind a rope. I'm I'm guessing like moms and dads of the kids there in the Easter egg hunt, you know that kind of thing, right? So he's standing there. You're gonna hear this in a sec. He's standing there. One of them, I, I don't know how actually uh, Afghanistan came up, but he starts to talk about Afghanistan, right? Starts to riff on it. So this adult size Easter buddy runs over and grabs him the president grabs the president and he keeps talking first of all i've seen several different angles and i've seen the uh, up close and everything and the up close look on his face is panic when he sees the bunny he's kind of like oh my god what are you what are you You (laughs) like he's afraid what are you what are you you know that kind of thing And the bunny, he keeps talking, so the bunny starts waving her arms frantically to shut up the president. And the first thing I thought, first thing I thought, I would have loved to have seen anybody in a bunny costume try that with Reagan or Trump and not end up on their bunny butt. (laughs) Your little cottontail is going to get mushed, baby, because I'm going to knock you flat on your butt you try that again. All right, go ahead and play the sound, Chris. (laughs) Now, he stands there, and the bunny turns around and pushes him away. The president of the United States of America. All right, I did some calling yesterday. I looked around and found out that was Megan Hayes, White House Director of Message Planning, Megan Hayes. They put her in a bunny costume to be a handler for Joe. Megan Hayes is the one, like, if they're in the Oval Office and somebody starts to ask a question that they don't want asked... You remember that whole thing not that long ago when Jen Psaki said, well, we hustled you guys out because you were asking questions that weren't approved questions. You remember that? Well, that was Megan Hayes who was screaming at him, Yeah, everybody out, everybody out, get out, 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 go, 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 go. She, that's her. So they put her in a bunny costume to make sure that Joe didn't say or do something inappropriate. To make sure the president didn't do or say something inappropriate. They had a bunny standing there. And we're supposed to believe, like Jake Sullivan told us a couple of days ago, he's in the Situation Room every day coordinating the world is what Jake Sullivan said. This man has to have a bunny. I guess, does the bunny go (laughs) in? Is the bunny sitting next to him in the Situation Room helping him coordinate the world? Is that the story here? Because the man can't even be on the lawn where they're having a freaking uh, 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 Easter egg hunt, Easter egg roll, or whatever they call this thing, as without a handler nearby. No, no, there was, that wasn't the only handler. His wife is a handler, too, you know. And every year, the president reads a book at this event. Except this year, of course, Joe was asked about that, and he said, quote, Well, they're not going to let me read at all. And then his wife, Jill, introduced the book, Brown Bear, Brown Bear, what do you see? And then the first lady responded to Joe saying that i got to let me read it all by allowing the president to read the first page. Again, president, president, she, first lady, allowing him to read the first page. And here's why they won't let him read. He said, "Uh, can I read it backwards? Can I read it backwards? Held it up for the first lady to see the first lady read how the animals in the story saw children and Joe said whoa yay children whoa yay children after the story the president went to stand up and Jill Biden grabbed his arm pulled him back down and said stay stay what is he Her freaking dog? Stay. Heel. Heel, boy. Heel. Sit. Sit. In fact, his quote was, she told me to just sit. Don't move. And she said, I'm the teacher, you know. He was repeatedly directed by staff members during the event, not just the bunny but by staff members. And at one point, even the Easter Bunny redirected him away from a group of children to focus on his current task. So the one that everybody's talking about where he was directed away from the folks at the line by the Easter Bunny, that wasn't the only time the Easter Bunny came over and grabbed the president and was directing him around. And then he gave a little speech, and his wife reminded him, Joe, wave, Joe, wave, wave. Hey, Joe, Wave. president of the united states in the situation room coordinating the world every day is what they tell us you know that's a lie you know that's not true you know this man is not running this country you know there's a cabal of people behind him that are running this country and making decisions about us and about our children about our future and about nuclear war right now and it's not this man No wonder you guys that voted for him are so ashamed of your vote, you won't even say that you voted for him. Ask whoever you want, except somebody on the extreme left, who did you vote for? They won't say Joe Biden. If they voted for Joe Biden, they're ashamed of it. Why? Because they knew then the bag of crap that they were voting for and what they were doing to the United States of America to cause our decline. And this guy, well, this administration has advanced our decline as much as we're going to allow him. Now you think about this because last week we ended the week with him shaking air after a speech, turning around and shaking hands with air. And now you got a bunny rabbit leading him by the nose and his wife grabbing him and making him sit down and stand up and don't read. Okay, so not only, and and I don't find it humorous. I I know some people find it humorous. I don't find it humorous. Why? Because Putin's looking at this. And the mullahs in Iran are looking at this. And Xi is looking at this. And they see the weakness that is the United States of America, and they are going to exploit it. They're doing it now, and it's only going to get worse as time goes on. Yeah, it's a red flag situation for our country right now because of him and because of the people who put him in power. And if you're one of them, you deserve a lot of the blame for what's going on in our country today. I have no sympathy for you. Too bad you're ashamed and you're hiding your head. You're hanging your head and hiding it. You can't admit that you did this to the greatest country on earth. All right. Back in just a minute. Wes Munch is going to join me from Bridgehead IT. I got to tell you about Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio. Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio can help you deal with the arthritis pain that a lot of us live with. And I'm one of them. And that pain is a constant friend, right? It stays with you all the time. Sometimes you just can't get to sleep. Sometimes you're awakened in the middle of the night if you can get to sleep. You treat it with all kinds of medications, everything from aspirin to NSAIDs and everything in between. And you just can't get the relief. And of course, Then you get the limited mobility, right? And there's a lot more you'd like to be doing. You'd like to be able to toss a shoo fishing line into the water, and you can't even do that anymore because it hurts so bad in move you'd like to swing a golf club can't do that anymore that's why i recommend the arthritis relief centers of san antonio at 210-944-4902 they'll be able to look at your situation inject this gel into the uh, into the joint that helps you with the pain and helps you get your mobility back get a free no obligation screening from arthritis relief centers of san antonio today at 210-944 steven's
1: roofing newsmaker hotline
0: All right, let's go to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline, and Wes Bunch from Bridgehead IT is there. What's on your mind this morning, Wes?
2: Well, good morning, Trey. We're going to talk about uh, what to look for when buying a computer monitor. You know, without the right display for your computer, things can kind of just seem lackluster, you know, whether you're gaming or editing photos or even just reading the text on your favorite website. You know, I I see people reaching for the cheapest monitors all the time because, well, there's just a lot of, cheap monitors out there. So the first thing we need to do is determine the main purpose for your computer and what you're doing. You know, is it gaming or is it like professional work like Microsoft Word? Or is it, is it, you know, just general home use? That's really going to drive what we're looking for. For instance, gamers are going to want fast refresh rates and low response times while professionals should prioritize color accuracy, for example. So some things to look for when you're looking for a monitor, the higher the resolution, the better the picture. Right, A monitor's resolution tells you how many pixels a monitor has, usually in a width by height format, so you'll see like 1920 by 1080 or something like that. That's also known as full HD, and so that's really the minimum you're going to want. But if you want sharper images, you're going to want to go with like QHD or even sharper like 4K or even 8K. Um, size, You know, that's important, too. Pixel density has a big impact on monitor quality, and our sweet spot is usually around 109 pixels per inch. A larger monitor will have low pixel density if, a, if it's a lower resolution, right? So if you're viewing from a typical desktop distance, 32 inches is really – that's that's considered big, and that's kind of the sweet spot. I see people going larger than that, and, and it gets to be a little much beyond 32 inches, and you can find a good one for under $1,000 right now. Uh, refresh rate. That's really important, too. Bigger is better. This tells you how many times your monitor updates with new information per second, and that's measured in hertz. So bigger numbers equal better, smoother, kind of less choppy images. Uh, Refresh rates are are really important for gamers, and you're going to want to stay with something in the 75-hertz range. Um, We've got uh, response times Uh, on that. Shorter is better, right? It's not a huge priority unless you're gaming, but response times tell your monitor how long it takes to change individual pictures from black to white. The longer response time monitors, which are usually cheaper, can kind of blur motion. And and you know fast paced videos can kind of hang and pixelate. So for gaming monitors, you know people that are doing that, you're going to want a high response time, or I'm, like a high response time would be like five milliseconds. And, and some of the better monitors might be like 0.5 milliseconds. So response times are important. And, and you know lastly, you know consider a curved monitor. Curved monitors, um, they're supposed to make the experience more immersive, and it does to a certain extent. I think the only downside to curved monitors is that they can be glaring because you can have Light coming in at different angles and, and get glares, and that can be a little annoying. But if you're going to go with a curved monitor, make sure it's at least 30 inches. We see people skimp here, and they're and they're really disappointed when they do. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's easy to go cheap on a monitor, but the correct monitor can make a big difference. Headaches are also very common as a result of a low quality monitor. I hear very often yep. when people get a good monitor, my headaches yep. went away. You're staring at it all day, right? So.
0: Find out more from West Bunch at Bridgehead IT. Thank you, Wes. Appreciate it. Where and right-